and I looked into it and the term is called a pay pig. So a pay pig really just wants to be financially dominated. And at first I was just like, this is impossible. Why would a guy just want to give away his money to a girl he doesn't even know? We had made a TikTok about it. It went viral. And then it's like all the little <laughs> piggies came through and found me and Veronica. I needed some items that I was going to buy already. So I was like, perfect. This fucking stupid piggy will buy them for me. So I have three things that he bought me and I figured what better way than to open it on the podcast because some of you might not believe me. And I think this is just like a really crazy, crazy world we're living in. I've had pay pigs in the past where they'd be like, take advantage of me. Here's my credit card. And I always feel like, is this a scam? Like, I don't feel comfortable doing this because I don't need to be put in prison. ASMR, I'm opening up a new pair of designer heels. You're listening to the X Podcast. Hey guys, hey guys, and hey guys. Guys, before I start this episode, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. I am on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Snapchat. I'm not even sure where to look with all these cameras because I'm alone and normally I'm just focusing on my guests, but today it's just me. I feel like there has been so much to catch up on, so... Let's get going. So when I started on social media, I knew that it would come with haters and people just telling you about their opinions when nobody asked you for it. But what I didn't know existed were pay pigs, okay? You're probably like, Alea, what the hell is a pay pig? So I'll have a guy DM me on Instagram and want me to take advantage of them. They want me to take their money. They want me to make them buy me gifts. They want to be, for them, that turns them on. And I'm not going to lie. Turns me on also. Um, at first, I was like, what is this? Is this a scam? And then I looked into it, and the term is called a pay pig. So a pay pig really just wants to be financially dominated. And at first, I was just like, this is impossible. Why would a guy just want to give away his money to a girl he doesn't even know? But as I looked into it, I realized that it's a kink for them. Like, this is like what gets them off. And if you think, okay, look, I'm a girl who I don't have OnlyFans. I don't do any of this shit. But when you when it comes down to just a guy simply wanting to spend his money on me, I draw the line. At that point, I'm like, listen, how do I not answer? Uh, you're going to go spend it on Britney if I don't answer because this is your kink. So if I'm getting these pay pigs coming to me, why would I Why would I not take advantage? And so that's kind of what happened. So at first it was just happening and like they would be like, I want to get you Starbucks gift cards. And I was like, okay, like get me Starbucks gift cards. And I would send my email and then they would give me gift cards we had made a tiktok about it it went viral and then it's like all the little <laughs> piggies came through and found me and veronica 
And at that point, they were just like, take advantage of me. And then they were just coming left and right out of nowhere. I, they would come in our Insta DMs. They'd be on TikTok. But I would really just answer the ones who were like DMing me. And they were just like, I want to send you money, this and that. And at first, Veronica and I were just like, this is so weird. This is so crazy that this is like even a thing, you know? Like, why would they just want to give us their money? And then we realized slowly that it's a kink for them. And I'm not, I'm not going to shame no kink that, that has an advantage for me, okay? So that's kind of what happened. And after that episode released and went on TikTok, it was like these were coming out of nowhere, okay? So um, sometimes they would just say something like, oh, I want to send you money. And then I'd be like, okay, like here's my PayPal or here's my email. Get me an Amazon gift card. And sometimes it would come through. Sometimes it wouldn't. And I was just like, it was very little effort for me. So I was like, I have nothing to lose in this. So sure, I'll just send my email or whatever. So I have a pay pig who was just so excited I even answered him and he was just like I want to buy you things and I was like I'm not gonna say gifts are my love language but I mean listen I'm not saying no to a gift basically I was controlling them so I was telling them what to get me and I was being sassy and I was calling them a loser and a stupid piggy and then they were just guys getting me what I wanted I have a pay piggy this week who he wanted me to take advantage of him. I needed some items that I was going to buy already. So I was like, perfect. This fucking stupid piggy will buy them for me. So I have three things that he bought me. And I figured what better way than to open it on the podcast. Because some of you might not believe me. And I think this is just like a really crazy, crazy world we're living in. I felt weird even talking about this on the podcast. I know we did little skits on it. But... um. I realized after time, look, it's not a lot of work, but it's still work. You know what I mean? You're there messaging them. You're like being rude to them, which I'm not going to lie. Being rude to a guy, it's not that hard. <laughs> Mama bitch. Um, so, yeah. So this one pay piggy, um, it's his sexual fantasy to get taken advantage of. So he purchased me some items and I figured I would open it up on the podcast. I'm honestly dying to see the stuff I wanted that he got me. At, there's certain times, guys, where they say they purchased it and then not, nothing ever comes through or like they canceled the order. But this piggy came through. So we love him. So we're just going to open up what he got me because these were things I was planning on getting myself. But hey, Let's open it on the podcast, right? Let's get in there. I've come across pay pigs before where they're like, take my credit card and like buy yourself whatever you want. And I always get like really... I've had pay pigs in the past where they'd be like, take advantage of me. Here's my credit card. And I always feel like, is this a scam? Like, I don't feel comfortable doing this because I don't need to be put in prison because taking advantage of. I mean, technically, they gave me permission, but still, I rather not. I rather just get like gifts or um, once actually a pay piggy bought me a flight, which was like a thousand nine hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, thank you, my little winker oh my god when I actually got the confirmation that these items were coming through I was like oh this piggy didn't come to play okay so the first thing I got were you're probably like 
This is so boring. The first thing I wanted was extensions. I wanted longer hair for the holidays. My birthday's coming up. I wanted like long ass hair. And my hairdresser said that these are really good ones. It was between the Bellamy and the Bombay. But when I first started, I was like, you never know what these piggies budgets are. Because sometimes they'll be like, yes, goddess, yes, goddess. And then they, they, they won't have the money. So they'll just shut down or like technically they got their sexual fantasy because I like told them off or I was like shut up you stupid pig so like they got off on that so then they just like disappear because they don't actually have the funds or sometimes they have the funds and they act like they don't have much you never know how much they're willing to spend and sometimes if you like try and get like a designer bag they're gonna be like no and they're gonna bounce so you always have to start smaller so I started with actually I'm not even starting with my smallest gift but Woo! I wanted extensions that were long. I don't know why they look so tiny here, but I was between the Bellamy extensions and these. The hairdresser, my hairdresser said that these are just as good and they were a little less expensive. Had I had known he was going to purchase all these things for me, I would have done Bellamy, but apparently these extensions are just as good. They were $400, which is technically crazy for me being like, I want this like buy it for me you fucking loser and him buying it like it's it feels so weird but I'm like ah, I just got extensions and I didn't have to pay for them there's nothing like a girl getting something and not having to pay for it it's just a feeling that's unexplainable so this was my first gift um holidays came real nice came in handy because they got me these Bombay extensions which go for like 400 something dollars so I'm so happy I'm very grateful now I just have to go to the hair salon and get them kind of cut into my hair but I'm super excited about those so that's where that comes from Okay, so my birthday's in January and I'm turning 28 years old and I was like, I really want to do something different. And if you watch the episode with Tanya, then, you know, we spoke about maybe doing Dubai. So I was like, I want to get a dress for my birthday and I want to be glistening and I want to be glam. So I was like, let me get a dress for my birthday since it's on the piggy. So um, this is not an expensive dress, actually. This was the first item I made him buy me because I was like, what is his budget, you know? And uh, I mean, it was still $300 when it came down to it. But I got myself a bedazzle long dress from Opali. Nothing crazy. I didn't go designer. Um, should I be opening this or like it's my birthday dress, so I shouldn't be showing it? I mean, I guess, listen, we're here, right? We are here, might as well. Oh my God. It's the fact that I'm opening this and seeing this with you guys for the first time right now. Um, okay, this is like sheer though, damn. I'm gonna have to get some like Skims bodysuit to go under here. Damn. Oh my God, but I loved it on the site and it looked so good on her. It's brown, I was kind of wishing it was black, but um, they didn't have black. But I feel like brown with my skin tone is going to be nice. So we'll see. So yeah, so I got a long diamond dress for like $300 
on the pay piggy. Hi, pay piggy. You're probably watching this. Hey, Tanya, I'm actually uh, fil I'm filming the podcast right now. You want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Why did your voice change? <laughs> I feel so awkward right now. Like I'm opening the gifts right now in front of everyone. In front of everyone. Are you actually like filming right now? I'm filming right now. Oh my God. What gift are you opening? Well, I opened two. Now I'm opening the last one. The biggest gift. Oh. Uh, do you know what's in it? Yes. I ordered the stuff. I made the pay piggy order me these things. I'm opening I opened the Opali dress that's for Dubai for our birthdays and uh, I, the extensions. Oh, nice. Okay, I'll call you I back. Think I remember what the last gift was. <laughs> well, it's the biggest one. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, guys, so this was the third gift he got me because now I was like, okay, you spent $200. $280 on the dress then you bought me the extensions which were like 400 so now I'm like I'm shooting a little bit higher now now I'm like listen what's your budget there Mr. Piggy because uh let me tell you there's a pair of heels I want and I've just been crushing over these heels for a minute now I don't know if you guys know when Kim Kardashian did her Swarovski promo she like went out in that like diamond jeweled outfit she was also wearing a pair of heels which i loved so i was like i want them i feel like i could be doing asmr right now like asmr i'm opening up a new pair of designer heels wow <laughs> i'm hilarious okay so I really wanted these heels. I was obsessed with them. And when Kim Kardashian wore them, I was just like, I'm missing in my closet a pair of like clear silver Cinderella heels. And I'm so happy I just got them. Oh my God, I could cry. They're so sexy. Guys, I'm seeing them right now for the first time right now. So um, it's really hard to be like opening up a gift and like being with myself, but then also entertaining you guys. They're just the perfect, cutest Cinderella heel. By the way, I'm not one of those girls who opens up a gift like all nice. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, they're so pretty. Oh my God, I'm literally obsessed. I'm obsessed. No, could these not be the perfect Cinderella heel? I feel like these heels are definitely not easy to walk in though. It's like you have to grab your foot with you every step you walk. But I'm so happy. These shoes are, um, I'm kind of like over like Louboutins and anything that's like red sole and you know it's designer. I'm kind of more into like the chic stuff. But Paris, Texas makes the cutest heels. And when Kim wore them, I was just like, they looked like a glove on the foot. And I needed a uh, Cinderella silver. So he got them for me. Just like Christmas came early. I'm not sure right now if filming this episode, I sound so obnoxious. Um, that's really not my intention to be like, I'm bratty. Like, this is what I got. I'm super, super grateful that I got these items. But I can't act grateful with a piggy who wants to be taken advantage of. So I need to play into the role and be like, shut up and buy me something else. Like, you're literally pathetic. I want more. It's like a very weird... Um, 
kind of fantasy to them to be like taken advantage by like a goddess like I'm their goddess um but I truthfully like for me the way I see it it's like it's me or it's someone else like if someone's willing to buy me things like I'm not in a relationship. If I was in a relationship, I'd be like, okay, like a lot, like you can't answer. I feel like that's crossing the line, but I feel like I might even be able to, I was like, but if he wants to buy you things, like, just let him, I don't know. It's just a fucking weird, weird situation. But, um, I'm not going to lie. I'm so happy because new year's is coming. My birthday. I wanted extensions. I wanted that dress and those heels to go with that dress. Chef's kiss. So with these pay pigs, I was always like, well, I'm doing no work for it. So that's crazy. Like, obviously, I'm going to accept it. But like, if you really think about it, I am doing work like that's obviously energy and time when I'm like, buy me this. And like, you know, it's like they need constant attention. And I sound so dumb to be like, I'm complaining about it. I'm not. I'm just explaining that in life, nothing is free. Like everything is something. You're always giving something in order to get something. That's for sure. And in this case, um, they just want to be bowed down by a goddess. They want to be like humiliated and just taken advantage of. And I'm just like, I'm out here like, all I have to do is be like, shut up, you stupid loser and buy me this and they're going to buy it. Like, it definitely makes me think we're definitely living in a weird, weird world. Um, and I contemplated even talking about it because I don't want people to like judge me or look at me weird for this. But then I'm also like, okay, guys, name me a girl who would not want this and not take it like, please. Um, so yeah, so that's my kind of story on pay pigs. And actually we had a producer who had wrote to us. So the goal was always to become famous. And we had a producer who had wrote to us and was like, look, I'm making some documentary series. And I really think that, you know, after looking into your podcast and your your pay pig doc like maybe there's something here like maybe we could do a series on this maybe we could make a movie out of this and you know at the time me and veronica were still filming the chemical x podcast and we're just like we want to be famous we'll do anything like sure well we'll do anything relax there i'll do anything um no, I have a lot of standards and a lot of limits. But so he was like, what do you guys think if we did a social experiment where we put you guys like in a in a location for 24 hours and we filmed you guys taking advantage of these pay pigs because you're already getting all these pay pigs writing to you. So what if we made a document about how much you can extract from men in 24 hours? So we kind of all helped with the idea and tweaked it and we're like, okay, cool, let's do this. And so we filmed that about a year ago, a year and a half ago. And I'm not really sure at this point what's going on with that, but we did film something. So um, there was definitely a lot of like acting in it too, because it's like pay pigs come around when they're ready, when they have money they want to spend or whatever. When they have no money, they like hide. It's really hard when you're filming a series because they're not ready at the time that we're trying to film and we need all this content and like we're going to get on FaceTime with them and like yell at them. Um, so that was just a whole funny, unique experience. And I think sometimes you do things in life and you're just like, I'm with my best friends. I remember Mitko was there also. He like styled and we used him as like a pay pig and we kicked him and like put him on the floor and we're like, shut up, loser. And to show other pay pigs to like get them excited. It's just this... Um, 
the Dom world is very interesting and uh, it's not for me, but also if a pay pig wants to come and be humiliated for money, like listen, they want to pay my parking tickets. They want to get me uh, Amazon gift cards. They want to give me Starbucks. Look, who am I to say no? I'm sorry. I, I, I just can't. It's not in my nature to be like, no, no, I don't want this. Oh, Brittany's going to get it. No, no, sorry. And I remember when we had posted, there was so many pay pigs that were like, oh my, there was so many people in the comments being like, send me a pay pig. Um, and then we'd also like go out to dinner and he'd be like, can I pay you and Veronica's dinner? And we're like, sure, pay our dinner. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so there was definitely a lot of fun times with pay pigs, but I just thought because I got in three items from this pay pig, I thought what better way than to do it on the podcast. Um, I hope you guys don't think I'm weird, crazy. <laughs> I'm definitely a little bit nuts. No. Talking degrading to someone, you feel like the biggest piece of shit. But then it's also like they want that. So like, am I just catering to what someone wants? Like, am I really going to be mad about it? It's wild. It's wild. Okay, moving on. Moving on after my hair extensions dress and shoes, which costed, let's do the calculations. Actually, the dress was like, 300 i think with like duties and everything the extensions were like 400 so we're at seven and then the heels were the heels were the most expensive thing so yeah he spent over a thousand dollars on me so he was a good piggy he was a good boy <laughs> i didn't want to talk about this because i'm like i'm never gonna get a boyfriend if they hear this shit that's going on like, are they going to be like, I can never date this girl like this. She's fucking crazy. I basically today have a bunch of just stories that I feel like sharing that I've never shared that have happened that have happened in the time where I wasn't podcasting. So I had went to New York with girlfriends of mine. And one of the days, you know, my friend Mitko was there. He was on a date. Everyone in New York kind of does their own thing. Like I'm like, we'll pull out Raya. I'll maybe go on a date. Or I'll do something with friends. Like, it really just depends the vibes, you know? Um, and this day, we had actually went to Raoul's. If you've been to Raoul's before, then you know they have the best steak frites in New York City. And they also have a fortune teller at the top. So, like, you go up the stairs and there's a fortune teller. So, what better than to have a dirty martini to walk up the steps and get your fortune read? <laughs> I'm like, this sounds like New York City and I'm here for it. This is like chef's kiss i haven't seen a fortune teller in maybe like eight years i had done it once i kind of have like different feels about it i have different emotions about it one part of me is like you shouldn't really know your faith even though like do they really know your faith like should you really be going and see someone or should you let your life unfold the way it should and then another part of me just curiosity curiosity kills the bull i'm like Okay, I want to know, like, tell me, tell me about my life. Am I dying tomorrow? Uh, tell me. And then I always get scared. I'm like, do they know something that they're not saying because they don't want me to, like, act differently with my life? It's always such a weird thing, but sometimes I call bullshit. But anyway, whatever. I was at Raul's and I was like, let me get my fortune told. And this was the time where the podcast didn't restart to the ex podcast. I was kind of just, like, still going through the motions of everything going on. So my girlfriend and I were like, okay, let's do this. So she was sitting behind me, which I feel like whenever you're getting your fortune told, like it's, you want a friend there, but you also don't at the same time because it's like, they're going to say things about your life. And you're like, do you want your friend listening in on this? It's kind of like a weird feeling, but 
she was like, don't worry, LA, I can't hear from here. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. Like, I don't care if you hear Loki. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want you to hear. Um, but whatever. So she pulled out the cards and it was like a very spiritual uh, reading. And she pulls out a card and she's like, oh, okay, like, um, you know, you're, um, you had a good childhood. And I was like, yeah, like, I don't really have complaints about like my childhood. I have a lot of things wrong with me, but I would say like my parents raised me to be a decent human or you guys are going to be like, you're telling piggies to be like, shut the fuck up, you stupid pig. I don't know how decent of a human they uh, created there. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, listen, supply to demand, right? Um, so yeah, so she had mentioned a lot of things she had said you know there's someone in your life that's super toxic and it's affecting your everyday life and she's like any idea who that could be I'm like ah, there's six people uh can you be more specific <laughs> and I was just unsure about who she was talking to because at the time I was working still for a company which it was a very toxic environment so I was like could it be it was my boss could it be a, a guy I was talking to like which one is it um could it be my mother <laughs> um and I feel like when you go see a fortune teller I don't know if anyone could relate but you're always kind of thinking about it and you're like who could it be and and honestly she was like kind of hold on to that card we'll come back to it and in that time I'm just like processing because like you want to come up with an answer you're like which one is it and you know what it doesn't have to be one person and it could be no one. It could be a lot of people. It's just a card at the end of the day. But she was saying how there was someone toxic in my life. And truthfully, I could start crying right now. I feel like every toxic part in my life at that time when I was in New York, which was a couple of months ago, is completely gone. I work for myself now. I don't have that boss. That person I was talking to is completely out of my life. So there's no more of that and I think you know that's where I'm kind of like sometimes you need to hear what someone has to say because it'll just push you a little bit more to kind of think about it and kind of x those people out of your life you know what I mean um x the podcast so so yeah so basically it just opened my eyes in terms of like she didn't say anything crazy it's just she probably said things that I was already ready to hear and just like needed to hear in order to take this, the, the next steps. But um, she also said there's something you're dealing with work related that is really heavy on you right now. And hence it was the ex podcast at that time. And she said, I just want you to know because I know you're super like heard about it and there's a lot of emotions there. I just want you to know like the worst has happened. And she's like, does that ring a bell? Is, is there any work like situation where you're just like hurt by it? And I was just like, mm hmm. Um, she's like, I just want you to know that you've been through a lot and the worst has happened and it's only uphill from here. And I was like, oh, my God, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's just weird when someone just tells you that, even though like I know I'll be fine in the future. It's just it was really nice to hear. And she said, I feel like what you're lacking and what you feel like you're lacking is that social network. And I was like, what the fuck is this girl fucking God? She's like, you need to um, you need to put yourself even more out there. You need to be authentic to who you are. And I see that you're doing that. But I just want you to know that what you feel you're lacking, it'll come. But you need to put yourself more out there. And I just want to say, I feel like 
I struggle with this podcast in wanting to have like really cool guests on and really throw myself out there and like DM them and be like, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? Because I honestly like it just being me. I like it just being like my normal, simple, plain Jane friends. Like I don't know if I need it to be like this celebrity podcast where I need to interview like the best people. But where I felt like I went against how I felt was, you know, so I just go back. I'm like, but I'm also, I'm learning, I'm going with the flow. So I could just be my plain old Jane me with my friends. And then I could also have a big guest to make my podcast bigger. So I wonder if I say that in order to just not push myself to like try and get these guests on. I don't know. It's something I'm working through. I'm very aware. Okay. I'm a lot of things guys, but I'm very aware. My brain definitely processes everything I feel and say out loud, honestly. Um, We were in New York another time for Halloween weekend. And I was dressed up for Halloween. And I kind of felt like, like, you're too old to be dressed up on this day for Halloween. We had went and meet up with people that we've never met before. And it was very like, it was giving the one vibes, just like very classy, very nice. And I just felt like such an idiot in a Halloween costume because we were going to the club. We were going to Circle Loco after. So I was like, we all dressed up, but everyone was kind of dressed up where they had like, you know, like um, a trench over. So they still walked into the spot looking not embarrassing. Whereas I felt so embarrassed. I was like, why am I dressed in this gold angel outfit with nothing covering me like I just feel like everyone is dressed normal and I don't know why this always happens to me on Halloween I like I'm like the joke of the party where like I walk in and no one's dressed up and it's just me dressed up and I'm sitting down and we're with these people we just met so we're kind of all like a little bit shy they're getting us drinks and I see Sophia with an Sophia Franklin Sophia with an F sitting at the bar on a date with a guy and she's just sitting down and I'm here like, Alessia, you need to go up to her. You need to tell her about your podcast. You need or like at least say something, exchange words, let her know that you exist, that you'd love to interview her one day. And I'm sitting down and I remember Veronica was like, go, go do it. Like, go up to her. And I was just like, I feel like she doesn't look like she's in the best mood. Like she is she like is her boyfriend. Like, is she like she didn't seem like she was happy on this date. So I was like, I don't want to be that girl who like bothers someone out. But then I think of me and when people come up to me and say, I love your podcast, it makes me so happy. But then somehow I'm like in this position where it's a one in a lifetime chance to like go up to her and like, I'm in New York City. I happen to be at the same spot as her. I just felt like a fucking idiot. I was in a Halloween costume. I didn't feel like going up to her and being like, I, I want to have you on my podcast or like would love to stay in contact seeing a fortune teller and her saying you know you really have to put yourself out there to build your network and then I bump into Sophia and I don't have the guts to go up to her and I'm not a shy person like I'm not I just felt like oh like am I really gonna bother her am I really gonna bore her like but then like I I was like just Veronica's like just do it like just tell her like you would love to have her on like even if she says no and I think that's what I have a hard time putting my ego aside and like putting myself out there where I could possibly get a no or get hurt I'm willing to do it in so many other ways in life but I don't know why I just couldn't do it I mean guys like it's not easy you're there with people you're just meeting for the first time already you're like sussing out the situation and then I have fucking wings behind me while she's just 
chill casual with her boyfriend or the guy she's talking to her on a day with and I'm supposed to be like I love your podcast have me on like I just felt like it wasn't the right time and now I hit my head over it and I'm like there's never a right time and like take this as anyone who's listening there's never going to be a right time. You just got to go up to somebody and you just got to do it. So now I made a pact to myself that I'm never going to do that again. And the next time, like I'm going to put myself out there. So yeah, that's just something I wanted to share. Um, if anybody's listening and feel like they kind of agree with me or they feel like they're just like too shy to like take that step or like ask that person, just know the worst thing they could say is no. And my mom used to always tell me that. What's the worst thing they could say, sweetie? No. Okay. And what's the best case? They say yes. How would you ever know if you didn't try? And so um, I'm realizing that as I'm really on my own and I have to bend for myself and really like, yeah. So moving on, another thing I wanted to talk about, which goes back to the fortune teller I saw. I have been single for, it's about three years now. And I always say that I feel like my next boyfriend is probably going to be my husband because I'm so picky and selective on on like who I allow in at this point and I know what I want and I'm working towards my goals and I want someone kind of on that same train and I'm not forcing it anymore and I'm like not even really entertaining men but when I went to see the fortune teller and she spoke about this toxic person and my boss came my ex-boss came to my mind and this ex-guy I was talking to so just to kind of explain the beginning, the back end of it, I was never interested in this guy. And I was just like, I kind of saw the red flags at the beginning. I feel like when someone, a guy pursues you for so long, at some point, you're kind of just like, maybe, I don't know, it sounds really weird saying that, but he was trying, 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 trying. He And I was just like, okay, maybe like I'll give this a go. Maybe the idea of like a guy really liking me is healthy and it's something I should pursue. But deep down when you don't pursue something or you're kind of like standoffish about it, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it's because you know deep down in your gut that this person is not for you. He actually lived in our city. So I was just like, okay, like we grew up not similar but just it he felt like home okay it just felt easy i didn't really feel like i had to be anyone i'm not even though i don't really act like anyone sometimes when you're around certain people who don't know you well you have a little bit of a front you're just a little more like standoffish with him i was completely myself he like pursued me and then i started to be open-minded to the idea of like being with him and throughout that time there was just I feel like the beginning stage and what my mom always tells me is that sweetie it should be easy and it was just the complete opposite I just felt so I just I felt like he would tell me things and then he would like manipulate me and it was just like the worst situation to be in for example let me give some examples he was like I'm coming back from my He was coming back from a trip and he was like, yeah, when I get back, like we're going to do dinner on the Friday, whatever. So I'm there thinking, great, we're doing dinner on the Friday. And then the Friday comes and he'll call me and be like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, no, nothing, whatever, like thinking like we have a date. And then he'll just be like, I'm like, aren't we doing something? Like, aren't we? And he's like, oh, you wanted to do dinner just us? And I was like, 
now you're making me feel weird for something that you had planned like it just felt like gaslighting like it just felt like a guy who wanted to be with me and this is gonna sound very like i'm nurse i'm like a narcissist but it just felt like he wanted to be with me but then he never felt like he was good enough to be with me so he was trying 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 but then once i was like okay like open to the idea it's almost like everything shifted everything like now now it was kind of like i was I was asking for things that I never in I never wanted at the beginning, you know? It's like, you know when you almost like it sounds really bad, but like when you're you're not into someone and then they pursue you for so long and then you're like, "Wait, how did we get here? Like you're ditching me on a dinner you planned, but I don't even like you. Like I didn't even want to do this. Like I you pursued me for so long, now we're going on this dinner and now all of a sudden the roles are reversing." the roles are reversed I was always too good for you how are we in this situation now and I think that's when the toxic circle kind of started it was like you know he planned the dinner then he fucked me over and then I was kind of just like still in this toxic space with him where he was doing things and like promising things and then not coming through on what he was saying and I'm here making excuses for him but deep down I know like no a real man would not do that somebody who's pursuing me and he had so many insecurities that I started to see after time and like I just feel like I'm at a stage where like this may be bad, but I don't know. Like I, I want love and I want to find somebody, but I also, I'm not going to try and do it with the person who doesn't like, who, who doesn't put in the effort and is going to say things. You know what he was? He would talk a lot. When it came down to actually doing what he was saying, he was never doing it. And then I was just, there was so many red flags. And at a point we were like seeing each other and he was on his trip. And then he was like, yeah, I messaged these girls and I let them know like, oh, if they need anything, like I'm here. And I was like, you went out of your way when these girls were not even like friends of yours or like in your city to let them know that you if they need anything like to me that's just the biggest joke like I know these girls and like if we're seeing each other and you're just like going out of your way to message girls you didn't even bump into that are in, in another city let me know if you need anything I'll hook it up like trying to be that guy who's like loved by everyone and liked by everyone you know to me what it's showing it's like you care so much about what people think that you can't even go on with your everyday and like live your life that you need to be a, a like almost like accepted by everyone it's like you obviously know those girls you know those girls, they're not going to ask for anything from you. You're not even in their city. So it's like, why do you need to put that out there? Like, why? If you're not in my circle and I don't really like, you're not really a friend, I don't prioritize you in that way. Like, I really want the people who have my number. Those are the opinions that matter to me. Those are the people that I care about. And to be with someone who just felt like they needed to be so accepted by this world, it, it almost like it started to rub me the wrong way because obviously as women, when you see that and you're seeing a girl, you're seeing a guy and then they're doing that, you kind of feel like an idiot, you know? And as a girl, we never want to feel like an idiot, especially when you're going to go message other girls. You don't want to be laughed at by other girls like, oh, she's seeing this guy. And meanwhile, he's messaging saying, do we need anything? Like, it's just the most embarrassing thing. And I won't I won't stand for that. Like I said, there's a difference between being super nice and like you sing out, oh, by the way, girls, you need anything. Like, I don't want a guy who also can't speak to girls, you know, like promising, promising me things like saying like, you're going to come on a trip with me. And then all of a sudden he like leaves. If you're not going to take me on the trip with you, don't mention it. I hate talkers. So the fact that he was a talker, the fact that he was insecure about so many things. And I think I come off where I have these high standards and I feel like he probably thought like, 
I can't fully give her what she wants. But like, there's nothing communication doesn't, you know, communication fixes all that. Hey, babe, like, I want to be able to like take you on this trip, but I can't afford it right now. I would have been like totally understandable. Um, you're you're communicating with me, but our communication skills were also shit. Like, I don't know what the reasoning for was. It shouldn't be about money because that wouldn't make sense. But also, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is and whatever. So that really, like, put a dent in my self-esteem because I always knew I was that bitch. And then when I was in this relationship where he didn't feel a relationship, I was seeing this guy where he wasn't making me feel safe and he was saying things and he wasn't following through on them. And he was kind of just like playing with my emotions and making me feel insecure at times and being like, Oh, you gained a little bit of weight or saying certain things that just, you don't say to someone you like, or you're insecure about how you feel. So you just have to project that there was a lot of things. And like now being out of it, I'm like, Oh my God. But at the end of the day, guys, like I love talking to him. He was funny. He was spontaneous. And we really vibed and we were very similar. That was the hardest part about letting go. It's that sometimes you will love someone or you'll really have a strong connection with someone. But it doesn't mean that they're the person for you. And in this situation, I really learned that. I learned that I'm such a girl who says I want a spontaneous guy. But maybe a spontaneous guy is not what I need. Maybe I need a guy with a plan. And I'm learning that just because you are something doesn't mean you need it out of somebody else. And it's okay if they don't have that. And sometimes just because somebody feels like home, it doesn't mean that they're the person for you. And it was the first time in my life that I blocked somebody. I didn't even block my ex-boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend and I still follow each other. But him, I had to block. And I remember on the podcast, look, I'm going to say things and I'm going to go back on what I say a million times. I'm expressing how I feel and my thoughts now. So there's things I said on the podcast years ago that I don't stand by anymore. But I did say because that's how I felt at that time. So I've always stood by the rule, like never block someone. It'll fade. You need to be strong enough. And I've done that in the past. I still follow my ex-boyfriend. Um, but in this situation, because I felt like he would just pop in every every time he felt like it. And every time I said, this is it, I'm done. And he would try again and I would give him another chance. I felt like, what am I doing here? It's not about the principle of like needing to be strong enough to be to be able to not block someone. It's like you're ruining my space. I'm trying to heal from this. I'm trying to move on. So you coming in and out as you please doesn't work for me and that's the point where I realized I'm not blocking you because I care about what you think I'm not blocking you to to stop you from feeling a certain way or to show you like this time I'm done I'm blocking you for me I'm blocking you for my mental health for my space for my clarity I'm blocking you because I can't go through this anymore and I think once I learned that I realized that I don't really care how someone else is going to feel about the situation. I know I can't do it anymore and I know it's affecting me. So I need to take action. It's not about how he feels. And I feel like when I did it, it was the hardest thing ever because it's like, obviously you want to know like, what are they up to? And, and eventually after time, you just become so used to it. And then you start to lead with clarity because you don't have this person who's kind of fogging your brain anymore. You're able to see clearly. And I think sometimes we're not ready for it, but we just have to do it. And then once we do it, 
everything heals with time. Like now I look back at this and I laugh and I'm like, I can't believe I entertained this for as long as I did. Alessia, you're so much better than this. You're so much smarter than this. You deserve better. My confidence level was going down. It was affecting me. And now I'm like, I feel like I came back into my own. I'm like, Alessia, you're that bitch. I can't believe like you've, you were like even in that for as long as you did. And I think getting out of a relationship, look, my ex relationship, it was so toxic. There was a lot of good things too, but overall I learned so much from that. And I'm so happy I went through that at a young age. But after getting out of something like that, I feel like I needed to go through that to not, to have this like strength to not allow a guy to like walk all over me or like accept things that I'm not okay with. And I feel like if I would have went in this pattern, we would have probably been unhappy or like it was just going to be this toxic, vicious circle. And because of what my other relationship prepped me for, I was able to get out of it like way quicker, even though it was a different situation and a different case and a, a like a different. Yeah, it was a different situation. But still, I'm not ready to do another th waste another three years of my life with somebody where I see all these red flags. I'm feeling a certain way. Like I want to be in a relationship where I feel so safe and comfortable and it's not how I was feeling in this. So I feel like I was able to end that quicker, block him off and just like move on. So if anyone's listening to this and is in a situation like this, I just want you to know that we never downgrade after an ex-partner. We only upgrade. You have to trust yourself in that. Your experiences bring you to where you are now to not accept the certain things that you did in the past. So you, you, you're not who you were back then. You are a new version, an upgraded version. When we get a new iPhone, we get the newest version, okay? That's how we upgrade our partners. So believe in yourself enough to know that that partner is there and to not settle for something that you know isn't for you. Because it's way better being alone than being with someone who makes you feel like shit. So, yeah. That's what I want to say on that. Woo! I need some water. I need some water. I feel like after that situation and blocking that guy, I led with clarity and don't get me wrong, we bumped into each other out and um, there was a time where I was like, I'm done, but I didn't block him and then we ended up seeing each other out and then I ended up at his apartment. So I was like, Alessia, you may not be strong enough. So at this point, just block him everywhere. When, when we go against how we actually feel, we are so hard on ourselves and we almost like just have the worst thoughts about ourselves, and we, we just like bring ourselves so down and we're so negative. So we just have to remember that what comes out of our mouth will really affect how we see ourselves. So we cannot talk negatively about ourselves, but in order for that, you have to take the steps into like, remembering you're that bitch you know and just bringing yourself back and and just like grounding yourself a bit and being like I'm not gonna accept this so I feel like the reason I never went for the nice guy is because I'm scared of commitment and I feel like with these guys who are one foot in one foot out it just kept me on my toes and I didn't have to commit to anything that unstableness where it feels like butterflies would just make me feel like oh this is love and you know I don't have to commit I have time and with nice guys, it's like, they'll be like, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. Like, do you want to do this with me? And 
I feel like that was always like, ah, I'm scared. Like, I don't want that. And I think there's like a happy medium. But truthfully, after you go through this, you realize that, no, I want a guy with a plan. I want a guy who pursues me. I want a guy. I'm ready for that next step. Every girl at some point gets over the fuck boys and just wants a nice guy. And I think a lot of the times we go through the fuck boys because we're not ready to commit ourselves. And that unstableness and those butterflies make us feel like that's love. But after we go through it, we realize that we just want the nice guy to be fully about us. I used to say with Veronica, I don't really care like who a guy follows and like whatever if he likes pictures. I'm confident in myself and in knowing that I'm going to choose a partner where that's not going to matter. But as time goes by, I'm realizing that, you know what? I don't need a guy who follows a bunch of girls. I don't need a guy on social media. I would rather a guy who is just not about that. I don't want a guy who prioritizes all these like naked chicks on his Instagram. And like, look, I'm, I, I wear a bikini sometimes and I, and I'm part of it, but I just feel like I want my guy to be obsessed with me. Like, I don't want him to be like following all these girls and like entertaining all these people. I'm, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready for the nice guy. And I say that because there has always been in my life, nice guys around. There's always been the nicer guy. And then the guy that I always like, I don't know, like, I feel like I definitely went through a stage of being toxic and just like feeling like the nice guy is just a bit too nice and like why is he so nice and I feel like once you go through shit you realize that no you realize that the nice guys they finish first because at a point every girl gets fed up and sick of like these men and then they're done with the fuck boys they want the good guys so now I feel like my energy you guys want me to talk about dating is my energy right now is not really on dating it's not really on men Yes, I'm still on Raya. Yes, I'll entertain the occasional guy, but I'm looking for a serious partner. I don't want to just be someone's flavor of the week. And I feel like in order to kind of find that partner for me and to really get there mentally, I need to stop entertaining things that are no longer serving me. And I feel like there was always nice guys in my life and I always tend to not go for the nice guys. But now I'm realizing after time that LA was always your choice. Like you chose to not go for the nice guys. And now like I think it's so attractive when a guy has a plan, when he puts in the effort. Like before I just had such a I don't I, I don't I truthfully don't even know what it is. Probably should unpack this in therapy, but I feel like I'm done with these shitty men. I'm ready for a good guy who actually cares about me, who's not following a lot of girls, who pursues me, who I feel safe with. Like, you know, I filmed my mom's episode before coming on and doing this one, but this one's going to come out first. But my mom was saying how she's like, when I met dad, I felt so safe and heard and he never made me question anything. And it makes me really think like, that's what I want. I want a good guy who is going to put me first, who's not going to make me feel unsafe, who's going to fully pursue me. And I'm the only person that matters to him. And I know a lot of you might be listening and being like, oh, good luck, girl. Like that doesn't exist. That fades and stuff. But I don't know. Just seeing that my parents had it. I don't know if it's if I'll ever get anything like that. But that would be like the ultimate goal, the dream 
I'm just going to answer a couple of questions that I got asked. So let's go. Hey, I have a question for a future podcast. What are your thoughts on female friends? My boyfriend only Snapchats one person often, and it's his female friend from camp. He says they're only friends, but he never opens her Snapchats in front of me, which makes me question if he's attracted to her or not. I've searched her up, and she's a pretty girl who is very similar to me and looks like his type. For me, Snapchat is the shadiest app of all because it's just like, I feel like men cheat on that app or they get away with things because the messages get removed. Look, maybe this is controversial, but I just feel like when you're dating a guy, he shouldn't have another friend, nor should he be messaging a girl on Snapchat. I think the whole thing is sketch. Do I think he's interested in her? Probably. I truly believe that every guy who has a girlfriend in their life, like they would sleep with. So look, it might not be the case for everyone, but the way I see it is like, if this girl was in his life before you then you can assess the situation you could kind of see. But if she especially came into his life after you, I think that's absolutely unacceptable. Normally, if you're chatting on Snapchat, it's because you kind of have something to hide because the messages go away. So I don't see how this can be in any way good. And you should be with someone who is not making you feel this certain way and you should have a conversation with him. Truth is, he's probably interested in her and he's just playing it out to be like their friends. It seems like there might be something more. And I think you already questioning it is 80% of it. Women's intuition is always spot on, I would say. So if you're feeling that way, it's because there's probably something going on. Because if he had nothing to hide, then you wouldn't feel so insecure. You'd probably be seeing the messages. They wouldn't be on Snapchat. You'd be chilling with both of them. I feel like any... If my boyfriend had a friend and she was a girlfriend, we would all be chilling together and she'd get along with me too. The reason you don't know about her is because something's going on. I don't know. Okay, an episode on f f fashion, finding personal styles, staple pieces, fave pieces to shop, places to shop. I truthfully am someone who really loves to mix low end with high end and kind of add my personal twist on it. I think that just because something is expensive doesn't mean it's nice. And there's a lot of, there's so many sites out there and so many places that you can go to add your own personal twist. When you look online and you see things on Pinterest, you can recreate it. You can add your little touch to it. I've been with my partner for three years and I'm feeling like he might be talking to another girl. Any advice or tips that you think I can do in order to get my answer? Honestly, I think step one before doing the whole going through his phone and checking to see if you might come to any clues, communication. Sit him down and explain to him how you're feeling and one, analyze as women we analyze so well. Look at him and see how he's acting when you're asking him that. If he's gaslighting you and is freaking out, then it's like maybe there's something there. But I think firstly, have a talk with him. Tell him how you're feeling. I feel like if you might be feeling that way, ask yourself why you're feeling this way. Have you been feeling like this for a long time because of maybe feeling insecure in yourself or is it how he's making you feel? I feel like sometimes us women, we can go through stages where we're just feeling insecure. So we're just feeling like, oh, then he might be doing something or 
we're feeling uncertain in the relationship because of how we're feeling with just ourselves. Sometimes we just have to assess where the insecurity is coming from. Is it coming from within ourselves because we're not feeling great this week or we're feeling insecure about certain things? Or or is it because he's actually making you feel insecure because of something he's doing? And if so, you should communicate with him, see why you're feeling that way. And he should make you feel safe in the relationship and if you're not feeling that way and you're feeling like there's another girl then chances are there is I just want you to really assess why you're feeling that way because sometimes just sometimes it could be just because of how you're feeling and it's trickling down to how you feel or you're doing something shady so you think someone else is doing something shady there's a million things it could be can I say something about dating apps and Raya why is it that men on dating apps when clearly we haven't matched with you because X, Y, and Z reasons, we didn't like your career, we didn't like your face, we didn't like your height, or whatever reasons, we did not match with you. Why go out and DM a girl on Instagram? Be like, hey, saw you on Raya. Yeah, I did too, and I X'd you out. I know men are supposed to be hunters and they're supposed to go after what they want but truthfully if you're on a dating app and the girl doesn't match with you she didn't like clearly your job she didn't like your face she didn't like your height she didn't like something so stay away let her be move on and focus on a girl you match with I don't understand this whole idea of writing to a girl when she didn't match with you I don't get it like how do you not get the no we're not interested we didn't hurt you but then another part of me is like oh love a guy who still you know doesn't take no for an answer I don't know it's a tricky situation but one thing I'll say is that I'm definitely a little bit scared moving forward talking about any relationships I know I will and I know it's my job but I just want to protect it a little bit more so if I'm talking to a certain guy I don't want to air it out before it's even ever a thing and I'm just trying to be a little bit more cautious about like people's feelings and even just like almost like ruining something before it even is something. Don't get me wrong. I'll do a bunch of other episodes talking about dating, Raya and all of that. But I feel like anything that's maybe something right now, I want to keep a little bit to myself. And I hope you guys can understand that. And, you know, we'll shit talk it when it's done or we'll talk about it later on. But I want to keep the episode where it is right now. Guys, I really hope you liked this episode. I would love to hear your feedback, comments, what you'd like to hear next. I love you and I appreciate every single listener. When you guys share it with friends, when you come up to me in person, it literally means more than you will ever know. I am so thirsty right now. I just need a glass of water. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and comment. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Let me know what you'd want me to talk about next. Let me know a guest you'd like to have on because we all know now I'm going after it. So guys, follow me on Instagram, Aledeandra, and don't forget to follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, all of the above, okay? I love you, and I will be back next Monday with my mother. My mother, okay? Okay.